Preeti Chipper. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valan. No! <laughs> <laughs> or Bust a Wheel of Time podcast. I refuse. I I'm refuse. Sorry. It's been a whole year. I can't say it a different way now. Ugh, we're rereading the books. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments. We're having all kinds of pronunciation challenges and we're digging into all things Wheel of Time. And this is our dive into episode six of the TV show, which is called The Flame of Tar Valen, written by Justine Jewel Gilmer. I, I'm not I'm not gonna switch at this point. I'm no, just not. Don't, I mean don't you switch. can, but I'm not going to. No, I'm to. not going to. <laughs> this is gonna be yo, this episode. Oh Oof. my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so so like we have screeners. And I am, when I tell you, I am distraught <laughs> that we don't have screeners for episode seven or eight. Like I, it's gonna, like, I'm so upset. It's, like, uh, it's really real. <laughs> it's so real. Uh, okay. So it opens with this hut on a river and there's like this little girl sleeping in a hammock and this blanket she has, by the way, is so, Aww. is so, it's like so Gujarati and mm. with like mirror work and like pattern. I think also like they use it in Rajasthan. Like it's a very like South Asian mm. blanket to me because I recognize it so intensely. Mm. Does that feel good or like yes. weird? Okay. No, it felt yeah. great. Like okay. I have no, this is what I mean is like, I have no issue with it because it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like appropriation to okay. me. Right, Maybe yeah. people might disagree and that's fine. But for me personally, yeah, yeah, no. I'm fine with it. You're allowed to have your feelings. Um, I was happy to see it because I was like, oh, cute. Yeah. And she's it's like this little girl. Like She's very cute. She's very, and very cute. And she's got cute. some tattoos already, which I was like having a lot of tattoos myself. I'm like, how? Like if they're doing stick and poke on like seven year olds, I was like, that's rough. But also who knows? <laughs> like maybe it's fine. And this maybe I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I liked the, I liked without thinking too hard about the backstory. I yes. liked the like kind of world buildiness of it. Yes. I do like, because there are a lot of traditions that have uh, tattoos mm -hmm. that are very important to, you know, may maybe their heritage markers, maybe their social markers. Like they're very important in a lot of traditions around the world. And I, I mean, no, I have no issues with that. I just like, I literally just got a tattoo like not that long ago. So I was just thinking about like how it hurts. And I was like, like oh, ow. Ow. <laughs> I'm sorry for you, little girl, but also so they look great. So they look cool. Uh, so this is Young Suan, which I am so excited because Suan, Suan, Suan. No, Suan. I, I'm just teasing you. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, in the books, we get so much reference to how yes. much she was shaped by her growing up in yes. like this fisherman's village. So I see, love this. Right, yes. we see her and her her father, Burden Sanchi. Mm -hmm. um, who is played by Peter De Peter De Jersey and uh, Young Suan is played by Kira Chansa. And it's a really lovely scene. Like, I feel like it tells us a lot about who she is. Mm -hmm. And, like, they go out on the boat together and he's like, best we catch them. And this, like, wee little Suan is like, before some other bastard does. Yes, it's so good. It's, it's so, good. so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that she's already, like, a channeling prodigy. Her mm -hmm. father is um, one-handed and is, like, you know, it's taking him a while to get the knots undone in this net. And you see her channel this knot out. And he's like, no, we talked about this. And she's like, nobody saw. It's fine. But and then he comments on like last week, you couldn't do that. Like you're getting better. 
Yeah, like he's afraid for her, but he's also so proud of yes. her. Yes, yes. It's very, it's like a very sweet moment for like a father-daughter moment. Yeah. Where I was like, aw. Yeah, it's it's a very real like parenting fears, but also pride in your child. Like it was yeah. so, it, it was played so well. Yes, I agree. Um, And so they like go fishing and they come home and their <laughs> hut has been completely burned to the ground. And yeah. there is a dragon fang on what is left of like a door or a side of the building or whatever. And I think this is the first time we've seen reference to what shows up a lot in the books, which is that people are afraid of those who can wield the power. Like we have not, we have really not seen that. We've seen like random parent being like, who knows what Aes Sedai are like, you know, when they first meet her, but you know, parent accepts Egwene's channeling so readily. Like we really Mm -hmm. haven't seen this intense fear of the ability to channel until now. Aside, aside from the white cloaks. Well, right. Aside from disgust and anger. Right. Exactly. Um, But they are very much like people who can channel are dark friends. And from the book, they don't explain it in the show, but from no. the book, like a dragon fang on one's door is saying you are a dark friend. Yes. Like the person who lives here is a dark friend. Right, right, right. And so, and we know from, I guess, I guess, do you think people will know in the show that it's because she can, I guess because he makes a big deal out of nobody seeing. Yeah. I think the implication the is, is because there. she, she channeled. Right, right. The, so they guess, like, yeah. you know. So he sends her away. It's really, it's a it really is, sad oh moment. He's like, God. get in our only boat. And go to the White Tower because you're not safe here. Yeah. And she's and like, well, what about you? Oh, I know. This broke my heart. And then she says, like, when can I come home? And he yeah. says, when it is safe in tear for girls like you, oh. which is, I thought was like a smart, like, it's it's one that book people will pick up on. I don't think, you know, yeah. the average, the, like, uh, viewer new to the series might. But mm-hmm. it is introducing this idea of prejudice by location. Yes. Yes. Um, which I liked. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And and then we see her sort of like girding herself and paddling away. And there's this beautiful moment where he calls her. I didn't write it down. Did you write it down? The daughter of the river. Yeah. He calls her. He has this like, he, he's a Sue and Shan, she daughter of the river. And I was like, oh my God. And like clever as a pike, strong yeah. as the tides. Like it's, it's and that's like going to come back long, later. It's yeah. this long, like sort of like you are an amazing person and never forget it. Yeah. In the context of their like fish German language mm-hmm. like it's, it's really really lovely like I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about like what's coming later me too yeah um, I, I but I really appreciated the setting up of who she is especially agreed. because I noted this um when we saw the teaser and we saw her in this like very elaborate mm-hmm. you know regalia and I was just like that's not the right same one I know and love and I was very nervous about what they were gonna do with her character so yes. this to me was immediately reassuring I was like oh this character is grounded in this like you know lower class like working background that mm-hmm. is full of fish metaphors which is one of our favorite things right about swan is that she's like constantly like making yep. fish metaphors which i love personally so i was I, this was delightful to me yeah i i liked it a lot i was like this is really really wonderful yeah um so then the introduction happens the like yep. intro song and then we go to the white tower and we immediately like I love this. Like Moiraine, so it is it is interesting to see this shot because Moiraine is like done up here. Yes. yes. She's got like makeup, her hair, she has that blue diamond on mm-hmm. the forehead we've been missing. And I didn't it didn't strike me uh how little like prior to this, like how f- fresh faced all the Aes Sedai are. 
Yeah. Or some I, of them are, rather. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it. I don't remember in which episode, but I was saying how much I appreciate, like, obviously, at all times, she is covered in yes. stage makeup. But, like, 100%. she's they, they're doing the natural look for her in almost every scene. Like, yes. she's pale. She, there's no visible, like, enhancements of her mm-hmm. facial features until this scene. And I do. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that comment and sort of, like, you know, implicit comment a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, yes, obviously, for ceremony right we will do this yeah um and then there's this like wonderful shot of suin on the throne mm-hmm. and it's sophie okanado right is mm-hmm. the name is the actress's name um mm-hmm. and she's oh my gosh like what a she's just so good i think she more than anyone sort of inhabits the agelessness and the like the gravitas. The gravitas of an Aes Sedai. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. She's stunning. She, I I didn't really, hadn't seen her until I saw this Na- National Theater Live production that they st- streamed of um, Cleopatra. And mm-hmm. she played oh. Cleopatra. And it was uh-huh. really, uh, she was opposite Ray Fiennes, I believe, for um, Antony. And it was amazing how cool it's so cool and she i she was a really interesting cleopatra so when i saw her casting note i was like "Ooh, like this is juicy like i can't wait to see what she does with this character and i am overjoyed (laughs) by all of the choices yay okay good (laughs) so and there we also see leanne for the first time yes who Um, i don't know she's like she's sterner than i than i have book leanne in my head so Book Leon, I, I think if we take if we take away the perception people have of Book Leon mm. in terms of because we're always seeing her through a specific person's perception. Right. And she's I, always hitting on the boys. Yes. <laughs> but she's like in the books also, she is very much about ceremony. She is mm. very much about rules. She is mm. very much about, like, this is how you treat the Amaralyn. Right, that's so, true. So, like, it worked for me. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I, it was just something I noticed. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a, I didn't mean that as a quibble. It was just something I noticed. Yeah, she's very, I think, because we're not getting her through any sort, like, we really only see her in these moments yes. of ceremony mm-hmm. um, where she has this, like, staff yes. that she is, like, banging against the floor before she makes her uh, announcements. They don't reference who she is. They don't no. call her the keeper. No. Like, there's none of that. But she clearly has a, a place. Yes. And a role to play with regards to the Amerlin. And she is positioned to the Amerlin's right yes. hand. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and so they bring uh, Loghain in. She, like, bangs on the thing. is like, bring in the false dragon. Right. Uh, and the, like, Suan immediately being like, why is he in chains? Mm-hmm. He's gentled. Mm-hmm. Like, take him out of the chains. Um. I, I think especially now knowing how the rest of the episode goes, like looking at this through that lens of like, she is the best at, at being like every choice, everything she says, there is a reason for it. Yes. yes right. Like yes. everything is calculated. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into this conversation, which I think is really important and good to talk about. I do want to note for a second, I was like, where is her multicolored soul? But then I looked closer. It's just very pale. Like she is wearing one, but the colors are extremely washed out. It's like the lightest possible versions of all of the colors. Interesting. On the wrapper that's like sort of got a triangular situation around her upper body. Um, But it's there. It is there. I did. Okay. I didn't notice it. So that's the costuming continues to be very intense. 
so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so yes. So then we get this whole conversation between Logan and Suan, and she is like, he is, he is, he is being very provocative. Yes. You know, he's like talking about how weak the tower is and like, you know, how he was able to take on all of these sisters and how he killed Kareni. Like staked that green bitch yes. to the wall. And yes. I did have a moment where I was like, why is he being like yeah. so coherent and hateful? And then it comes clear immediately yes. towards yes. the end. But it, I, in the moment, I was like, damn yeah I know same <laughs> why are you being so awful I mean I I in the moment I attributed it to like he is furious and depressed because they've gentled him so like fair um but yeah also this next line from Suan is so great yeah like you serve as an what does he say you serve as an example for all other false dragons for men who dare to channel <laughs> and but she's also she's like we're you're trying to get me to kill you yeah and I'm not gonna I'm not like, gonna do it you're you're not you're not good enough to manipulate me is basically what she's yes, says. Yes. And him. it's so good because the minute she says like you serve as an example and uh, he, he is just like, kill me, please yeah. kill me. And yeah. it's heartbreaking it is. to see what he is reduced to. Like we yeah. saw him in the cage, but like, this is the first moment you're yes. really sort of like, he literally doesn't want to live. Like we're, we're seeing Tom's story like mm -hmm. in happen in action. And it's yeah. just, it's really awful. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking when you're like, and it does create this like sort of complex relationship between the viewer and the Aes Sedai, right? Mm -hmm. Which we should have. Yeah. 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 And then uh, she sends off the sisters who are like gathered observers, but we still get it looks like the head. There's like three seated. Yes. Women per Aja who appear to be like the heads of the Aja, perhaps or something. Yeah. I think they're like witnesses slash the heads. Um, and then it's Moiraine, Alana and Leandrin all in their Aja colors, like standing in the middle of the the circle. Place. Yes, because um, they they gentled him. Yes, without, without a trial. Without a trial. I do want to point out, like as I said, that Suan really represents like what Jordan talked about with the Aes Sedai. I think Suan is also a this. I'm like a little uh, not irritated, but like Suan is a better actress than Moiraine, and I don't mean like literally in terms of the actors like Rosalind oh, yes. Pike versus Sovi, but the character wise. Yes, yes. Suan is much better at keeping it off of her face. Yes. Because like while Moiraine is meant to confuse us, like so much emotion shows up on her mm -hmm. face sometimes that I'm like, you are giving everything away. <laughs> like yeah. how can anyone look at you and not know what right. you're thinking? Right, right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a She's little like, like is like too good at showing that internal yeah, struggle. It's for like too much what the character should be doing. Yeah. Like there should yeah. be something you keep behind. And I think Suan is able to do that. And yes. I don't know if it's like a deliberate choice. On the director's part. Yeah, on the director's know. part. Yeah. Um because it is like even in the last episode when um Alana is like, you're gonna have to talk to somebody. I'm like, why are I talking to everybody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like we're, what are you we're about? meant to believe she's not telling yeah, anybody anything, but like we constantly see her telling people. Like things. constantly. So, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of a disconnect. I do agree. Uh let's see. Oh, right. So then, so then, you know, Leandrin starts being like, Well, we had to, like, we didn't have a choice. He would have and, killed us all. Yeah, and Alana's backing her up, and then Moiraine backs her up. And oh, but this line from Suan is so yes. good yes. like where she says our laws don't exist to protect our lives or our comforts they exist they exist to protect our people from us yes 
Yes. Oh. So good. So good. But yeah. like, I think it's important to, like you said, Moiraine backs Leandrin up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like they are they the three of them actually present a united front. But after Suen says this, Leandrin goes straight up on the offensive yeah. against Moiraine. Well, because. That Suan says, like, Leandrin, you were in charge. Yep. As Kareni died, you were in charge. So I will think on your penance. Yep. And Leandrin was like, side note, Moiraine, like, has a channeling woman. Did she well, tell she you? Says, she says her purpose, the purpose of all blues, which, mm-hmm. again, we're seeing these, yeah. like, representations of who the Aja are, which mm-hmm. I really like is to gather secrets, dangers before they strike at the heart of us, before they strike at the heart of you, mother. Trollocs invaded from the west. Loghain's army swelled from the south without even a warning from Mm. Moiraine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's very good. Like, it's a very good way to, like, twist it. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like, she should have said something. Right. And um, and Leandrin is like, but I don't see you questioning her. Is it because you used to be a blue? Like yeah. there's an accusation of favoritism. Which this is where I'm like, it seems like this is where I think they are kind of combining Leandrin and Aleda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I still can't remember how Aleda's story goes. No, me neither. And yeah. so I don't know what they're like, if we're going to. I. Ha- is Aleda cast? No, right? I don't remember. They they had those announcements at Comic-Con in October yeah. of like the three casting and it was like Elaine and then there were two other people who people think might be like Leanne, uh, no, not oh, Leandre. Uh, Lanthier, yeah, and Varen, maybe. Right, um, but we have not seen, I don't think we've seen an Aleda cast. No, I don't think so either. So I'm wondering if they're sort of combining the two, yeah. but like we know one thing about Aleda, which right. is that she's going to take the stole. She's going right. to be the reason Suan is unseated. Right. Leandrin, I don't think, can do both of both those things. I wonder. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Because they are giving her a lot of Aleda's mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, they are. No, they are. They for sure are. Uh, let's see. Oh, so right. So Suan is basically forced now into questioning Moiraine. And this yep. was really interesting. Moiraine will not. She's like, I won't. I can't say. I know. I it's so good. Answer you. Like, yeah. she's like, get down on your knees yeah. and I'll ask you again. And Moiraine is like, because Suan asks, like, what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? What is the purpose? Yeah. What is the purpose of this? And because mm-hmm. Moiraine's been gone for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. From the tower. And so. She asks her and Moiraine says, I cannot answer you, mother. And then she says, get down on your knees. <laughs> and she does. And she says again, like, I cannot answer you. And so Suan is basically like, okay, I will think on your penance and right. we'll tell you tomorrow. There is this reference. Uh, I think uh, Suan says, like, you dare to challenge me and, like, says this thing about, like, well, maybe it's because you think, you know, you're of a noble house and, like, you think oh, you're yeah. better than me. Like, she the Lady Moiraine Damadred. Yes, yes. We, but this is the first reference we've gotten to Moiraine's heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, in the context yeah. of what we know about Suan. And it's right. like, who? And then there's like some very dramatic kneeling and kissing the floor. And then, yeah, and like, you know, Leandrin is like lurking outside being a mean girl. Like, it's very. Yeah, but then they all come out. So, like, everybody leaves. And I laugh so hard at like one of Alana's warders. I think it was Maxim. Oh, like, yeah. Already has a piece yes. of fruit ready for her. Yes, he hands it to her. It's such a great <laughs> it's moment. So good. Yeah, I did love that. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. So then we switch scenes and Moiraine is in this like, I guess it's an inn. It's like a tea room. Yeah, she's like in a tea room. We have like a second of her pouring tea and waiting, and then Land shows up to get her because they've he's there. The boys are there. Well, we see uh, Nynaeve and Loyal Loyal, excuse me, walk by in the background. Yeah, uh, and then and then Land comes in and and comes to Moiraine and she says, "How bad is he?" Yeah, and Land says, "Worse than expected." So Ooh. like we know. It's about that Matt. that's about Matt, but they haven't said it yet. So like, like clearly she's been keeping tabs on them. Mm-hmm. And I love like they walk into the room and Rand's like, Moiraine, because he thinks it's Nynaeve. Like he's like, Nynaeve, you're back. So oh, right. Moiraine, you're alive. And Land goes, well, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> so sassy. I love sassy <laughs> Land. Oh, it made me laugh really hard. Uh, and then Moiraine goes straight to Matt, who yeah. is on the bed and Rand starts freaking out and is mm-hmm. like tell her you didn't channel and he's like trying to fight Lan and Lan yes. is like uh, as if right right <laughs> Rand like pulls out his sword and yes. Lan shuts it down immediately yes yes um yeah. but ooh, I loved the way they visualized this yeah it's really wild so Matt pulls out the dagger on Moiraine mm-hmm. and she starts channeling and she is pulling the black stuff that we've seen in Matt out of mm-hmm. him and this was interesting visually because Preeti really reminded me of what it looked like when Loghain was channeling and I yeah. wonder if that was the show trying to like fuck with us some more about like is Matt does he have power in him or is it the black stuff from Shadar Lagoth like that was sort of the way I read that I don't know I feel like they're just kind of, this is where I think it's like a little bit lazy because I think they're just relying on like mm. old visual cues of okay. like black power yeah. bad white Which is, power yeah. good so like, so you know uninspired and right yeah well anyway but it is very cool because the black then starts trying to get into Moiraine yeah and, like, it goes like gets over her face, her face and covers her mouth yeah before like being pulled back Ew, it's mm-hmm. very very good mm-hmm. and she like pulls it and, and Rosamund Pike is like clearly trying like it looks like she is trying yes. really hard yes like this is this is a great undertaking because in the books we know it takes Five eyes yes. to die. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, With I was like a, some tear angry all in yeah. stuff. Like, or it's like a whole all thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Granted, in the book, he has the dagger for like eight months. Right. Here, he's had it for like six a weeks. Month. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, I was a little sad because in the books, this is where we get the first instance of Matt speaking the old tongue and kind yeah. of like having these this clue into something else is going on well, with him? Well, that's not exactly right. Then right? when they're in... Oh, uh, no, no. He does do it earlier. Yeah, right? he, does he does it, it in the battle. Right, he does exactly. It in the battle. He's like shouting like old Manetheran yeah, 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 in yeah. battle. But, th- but, but this, this is, is like, the first like very conscious sort of... Yeah, like first like explicit big yes. scene in yes. which there are like other men's memories and right. stuff. Right, right. But that's um, not happening here. So we didn't... There's none of that. No, we're not this. getting any of it. Yeah. Um... But it's a it's a wonderful scene mm-hmm. and it's it's just really solid and it it shifts so like it so that happens in that scene and then it cuts to Rand and Moiraine on the balcony. Well but, so she gets it all in the dagger. Yes. And then uh it falls to the floor and then Lan like throws a cloth over it and wraps and it up. And picks right. it up with the yes. with the cloth. And then very it, careful not to touch it. Yeah, yeah. And then it shifts to Rand and Moiraine. Yeah. And he's like, What the fuck? Well, he's like he's appreciative. Yes. And he's he is, like he is. Um, I saw the darkness going over you. Mm-hmm. You took on that evil for Matt, which mm-hmm. is a 
I feel like a very key difference from the book in having this formative experience where mm. Rand is recognizing that Moiraine helped. Yeah, good point. Good and point. appreciating it. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I think we hope for in the books. Yeah. Of that like moment of like, okay, like she is doing, she, she, she and again, it's still calculated. Like yes. it's still like of Moiraine course. is clearly calculating her choices here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says to him like, but this is another, like, maybe he is the dragon right. reborn. Because it's, he's stronger than he has ever right to be. The dagger is feeding off the darkness in him, in him as he was of it, which I didn't, I was like, Matt's not. Yeah, like, it it feels like a stretch to me to be like, because you have shitty parents and you've stolen, right? Like, you are a dark person no, on the inside. No, he's just like Trixie. He's yeah. A good, he's, he has such a good heart. Like, that was like, I didn't understand what the point of that line was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, it's, uh, it is like a little bit of a clearing up of like, it's not necessarily channeling that's like going on here. And, but Rand but is it still could like, be. but he could, it, could he still be? And she's like, I don't know, maybe, like, we don't know. So, yeah, it is. And yes, the bit about the dagger feeding off Matt's darkness was a little head scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't under, I was like, what are you trying to tell us here? Because right. I know Matt is not like, I hope they're How not dare gonna... they say such things about your trash son? How dare they? I just, I'm like, I know Matt's not a bad guy. Like, don't make him a bad well, guy. Well, the because show you has also guy. demonstrated that he's not a bad guy. Right. So, like, so I just hope that they're not going to be like, look how good he is and look how far he's going to fall. Yeah. Because uh, that would really bum me out. Ooh. I don't think they'll do it. He's just such a beloved character. Like, I can't imagine yeah. that they would do that to Matt right. of all people. But right. I don't know. Uh, so, then there's this like great yeah. interaction with Nynaeve. Yeah, Nynaeve and Loyal return, and Nynaeve gets her ass handed to her. It's so good. She's like, "Your pride." Like Moiraine is like, "Your pride would have killed your friend." Mm-hmm. And then she says, "If wisdom is the title you claim, I suggest you start using some." And I was like, oh, "Damn, red for filth." It's like, so rough. Nynaeve, yeah. you want some ice for that burn? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's intense. I think it's earned, though, in this case, again. I agree. Totally earned. Wholeheartedly agree. Like, she absolutely, the minute she figured out she couldn't heal Matt. Yes, she should have. Because what she said when she saw Matt was like, it's a fever. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Is it? Is it a fever? Mm. And Moiraine says, like, you, as soon as you saw the darkness in him, you should have come to us. Yep. this This is not okay. Yeah, it's great. Uh, cool. let's see. Good. And then we then, get another bath sequence. Okay, but this bath sequence, one I yeah. appreciated, like that it's the the Aes Sedai, it's Megan Sedai, who seems mm-hmm. to be the like head of the blue Aja. Yes. It was like, do we have to meet here? <laughs> She's like, why am I in a bath? And Maureen's like, oh my god, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the road for forever. Relax. Like, let me have my bathhouse. Uh so yeah, so they're they're set up to kind of have this conversation in the baths, which again. Like, the show's approach to nudity is one that I, like, if they're going to have it, like, I appreciate the way they're doing it, I guess, Mm -hmm. which is very, like, this is just, these are just bodies because they're in a bathing room, and so there would be nudity. Right. Like, again, there's not, it doesn't feel gratuitous, doesn't feel voyeuristic, it's Mm -hmm. just, because they're never, like, focused on it, it's just in the background, like, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, neither Rosamund Pike nor Megan Sedai, whose Kate actress's Mc- name is Sandy McDade. Sandy McDade. Um, neither of them ever are shown below the shoulders. Right. 
uh, except for the back. But like, there's no, there's no, I, I was like, this is fine. Like, yeah. okay, if you're going to do it, this is a way to do it. I did catch, for once I caught something, there's like, you see a woman come and bring like a towel and set it next to where Moiraine is and then mm-hmm. leave again. And then Megan comes in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and they start talking, yeah, about like, like how did the Trollocs get to Two Rivers mm-hmm. so fast? Which is obviously reference to the ways, but we don't know but, that yet. But, but Moiraine says, "I don't know." Yeah. yeah. Um, and Megan is kind of like, "Okay, well, we did send money to that Terran fairy family as recompense." <laughs> recompense. Right. Like this is a lot of like Aja faction politics. Yes. Here. Yes. Yes. And she's like, you have to like be prepared to stay longer. Like I need to go do some things. So you have to stay. Yeah. She's like, you'll, you need to come home. Mm -hmm. We need you here. Um, because she's like, the reds are gaining traction in the tower. We need the blues here to stick together. Mm -hmm. And she says like, you know, you can hate the Emerlin all you want. Like everybody's like trying to really, really build on this tension about like how Moiraine and the Emerlin hate each other, which we're going to see is not But that's in the books too, right? In the books, they're very, Moiraine and Suan are very like, conscious of their relationship and how mm-hmm. it needs to be presented and hope they always are hoping that like no one remembers mm-hmm. that they used to be such close friends uh-huh. <laughs> um and so like this it really I thought it worked in that mm-hmm. like yes they there is this like antagonistic relationship um that they have to present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then uh and and Moiraine isn't giving any answers to Megan no. either about what she's been doing like she's not telling anyone anything so and then she like picks up her towel and this little like twig flower thing falls yeah. out and Megan's like oh is that more secrets more secrets <laughs> <laughs> oh and then and then this drove me a little nuts actually she goes to this other inn and she's talking to what turns out to be a yellow sister. Uh-huh. And it's Egwene and Perrin. And the first thing that happens when they see her is that they ask, Egwene asks about Matt and Rand. And she's like, I have people looking yep. for them. And I was like, oh, my Rand, what are you doing? Like, yep. what? This is very book moiring, but it feels like it comes a little bit out of nowhere here. Uh- I don't know. I feel like we we know based on like we know that she knew about um like she was following like Nynaeve and Loyal. Right. Like she knew about that. She she found them and she didn't tell Nynaeve. Like true. she is keeping her secrets in the way that she feels as if she needs to keep it. So it didn't right. totally feel out of left field, especially because she has been so calculating in the past. Right. I guess it's more that like now that she's in amongst the Aes Sedai, like the, the Moiraine of the book who's so closed mouthed is showing up as she's in the company of other Aes yes. Sedai. Like when she's outside of that, she talks a lot. Yeah. But inside turns out. of that context. Yeah. She is she is much more calculating and like sneaky. Mm-hmm. And she gave us reason for it, right? She from the top, she was like, you cannot trust, like, don't talk to the sisters. Everyone has their own agenda. Everyone has their own perspective on what Yeah, but there's doing. no I don't know what the reason at, in this moment is not to tell Egwene and Perrin that she knows where random matter. Other are. than she's keeping her secrets in the way that she wants to. And right. I think um, this actually helps her because it puts Egwene like the the way she talks to Egwene here is very much being like 
look at how comforting I'm being and look at, yes. look at how excited you should be to be here with me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a smart way, I think, to pull Egwene into the tower and like feeling for them while at the same time allowing Nynaeve to be like angry and frustrated. Right. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And they do have this great conversation um, because, you know, they're talking about Perrin and, you know, what happened to him and Egwene is telling her the story and she's like, but I took something from them. Right. And she shows Moiraine the rings she took off of Aemon Vald after she stabbed him. And I was like, yeah. So good. So good. Oh, I loved it. And like Moiraine is, is like, don't tell anybody mm-hmm. about about the wolves. Yes. Uh, yes. Or she doesn't, she says, don't say anything about Perrin basically. Which right. This is another thing where, one, it's kind of funny, where I was like, everyone has these moments, right? Where it's like Perrin with the wolves, Egwene with her channeling, Matt with the dagger and potentially all this power, uh, Nynaeve with this amazing power, and Rand, like, (laughs) he opened a door. Was a little strong. He he opened a door that he wasn't supposed to be able to open. (laughs) I think that, again, is a sign. (laughs) It's a good point. You make another good point, Preethi. You're so smart. (laughs) Moiraine is like sort of like we don't know here if she's deflecting and knows about the wolves because right. she when Egwene is like does that mean he's the dragon and yeah. we don't know where Moiraine is coming from here like does she know right. about the wolf brothers the wolf brothers yeah. or does she really I think there is a part of her that really doesn't know as as evidence yeah. later but like with Egwene in this moment specifically like I don't know what Moiraine knows and what she doesn't I agree I agree yeah it's a good point she does say this thing to her like when I send for you like you have to come but you can't tell anybody where you're going yeah don't tell anybody anything yeah she's basically just keep it secret keep it safe (laughs) there's our Lord of the Rings reference Moiraine is Gandalfing her way that's amazing yeah so so we get that but at least they're safe I was just like oh my babies like they're in the hands of good people like they're safe now that's all I want uh and then the next scene is Moiraine getting ready for bed wearing the biggest nightshirt in the history of nightshirt but I liked it that it's not this weird I feel like fantasy series when women get ready for bed have a tendency to put them in these like diaphanous like very opaque I kind of loved it it's like very a pajama shirt yeah it was very basic <laughs> and like functional I do and it it just really speaks to I mean I think we didn't talk about this but Alana when they're in the room earlier comments on how bare Moiraine's room is like there's nothing mm-hmm. in there it's like a yeah. bed and a nightstand and the painting on the wall and that's it yep. um and it just is just like yeah Moiraine doesn't have time for like lace or frills or comforty things even it's just like here is the thing I'm gonna wear to bed yes yeah. And like her hair is down and she's clearly like getting ready to go to sleep mm-hmm. or going going to bed when Lan comes in yeah. and is basically like, why did you mask our bond? I know. Like, how dare you? Yes. Yes. And he's like, you're not safe here. She's like, oh, I thought you would like a break after two years. Yeah. And he's like, but you have enemies everywhere. And she's like, you're right. We do have enemies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, But she says, your priority has to be protecting our friends from the two rivers, which feels very pointed. Yeah. It's very interesting the way she calls them our friends from the Mm -hmm. two rivers, too. I was just like, oh, what is that phrasing feels interesting. Yeah, I agree. I don't know um, exactly like what it is that it's interesting about it, but it does feel interesting. It, I, I just feel like she, we, like I think Rafe Judkins is like setting us up for 
big things that will happen in season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. in a very smart way. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. So, I, so, well, but oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, I really like this like interaction she and Lan have here where he's like, is that an order? Yeah. And she's like, did it sound like a suggestion? <laughs> and I just really, really love Daniel Henney's take on Lan. Yeah. Like, I just really like it a lot. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. He's fantastic. Uh, and then yeah and then he's like give her my love and she's like okay and he goes out and you're like what and then there's this whole moment with the painting which I have to say Preeti I am a little bit confused Same. about what happens next not like the the character interactions but where the fuck are they yeah because I also Moiraine, like, same. channels at this painting and then suddenly is we're in the hut that Suan grew up in. She's there in her aversion of nightwear. And it's, I'm like, are they in a dream? Like, was that a dream? Oh, thingy? I don't know. Like, that, I, I was know. like, I bet, are they in Teleran Riod? Maybe. I just was just like, I don't understand how you guys got here <laughs> right. at all, but it's fine. I kind of just like went with it. It was, that was a moment. It was a very like, comic booky moment to me where I was like mm. I'm not going to question this I'm just <laughs> going to accept it and well, I assume you'll tell me what it like what it is later but I like your idea that it's Teleran Riode. For sure I was just like because you know what it said to me this idea that like okay so you channel at this like painting or whatever which again feels again book knowledge but like feels like a thing that could be. Well it's like, a doorway. Right like, it's, it's a, a door. Literal, it is a doorway. Right? It's a doorway. It does turn into a giant doorway and there's like a lot of white light but like the fact that she's like in in the scene that we just saw she's you know in a nightshirt and then like things shift they wear different clothes in this scene and they're in a location that we know has burned to the ground and yeah. is nowhere near they, where they are yep. and I was like oh that would be so clever to me in the world of dreams because like it's mm-hmm. like private they can control things there like but I know I have so much book things that I'm bringing to this you're like how how? yeah like what is that and I if I was just a regular viewer I'd be like I don't know what's going right I mean I I, still don't know what's going on so like I wonder if they'll just be like we we like maybe the show will just be like we and we fat we have them find this angry L that like works like this yes and like I would be fine with that yeah I'm I'm fine with that I'm 100% fine with it I just want to know if I'm right that's all um we'll find I'm I'm assuming well like they might explain it they might not like I'm I'm wondering how much this show is going to feel like it needs to explain. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't really need to if it no, doesn't want to. No, it's true. Right? They can do whatever they want. <laughs> like, if it doesn't want to, like, fine. I would just accept it. Like, right, right. Like, it's, as, yeah. Like, whatever. As, um, a, as a device. But yeah, yeah, there's this great moment. And, and like, I can't remember what Moiraine says exactly to Suan, but she's like, I hate it when you call me mother. Well, I love, like, like... It's the first line I have after she walks through that door. Was, I was like, LMAO, this is a couple's fight. And yes, then I was like, totally oh my God, is. this is a couple's fight. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I am here for this headcanon. I think, 100%. I think you could read the book that way, yes. honestly, if you wanted to. And so, but it never yes. occurred to me, but I'm 100% here for this. Like, so what the show has done and what Judkins has done, which is not explicitly stated in the books, is has made their relationship uh, romantic, mm-hmm. which I am all for. Yeah. Like, they have the – it feels – it works really well. Rosamund Pike and Sophie Okanita are both very good in the scene and they mm-hmm. feel like very lived in together. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah, like, like you can tell they've been together for years. For a years. long time. Yeah. And so they like kind of 
start with it, it leads into a, a sex scene, which mm-hmm. is like fade to black, which again, fine with it. I and like a, a little interesting, like kinky role reversal. Yes. Because Moiraine <laughs> has the on your knees line to yep. Suan, which is, you know, I like smile for it. Yeah. And does. But there's very little, like, I keep coming back to like how little sexualization there yeah. is of women's bodies. I appreciated so that it was into it. Black. Yeah. No, right? I, I did. Like, I mean, so you talked it. about it on the last um, time we talked about sex on the show that the fact that Rand and Egwene's interaction is a fade to black is like, a, it's like a telegraphing a very specific thing mm-hmm. to the viewer and this is a much more adult relationship yes but we still are getting a fade to black which, yeah, yeah I really appreciate because it's like we don't it's another thing of like hitting home like this is its own show mm-hmm. this is not we are not falling into the traps or the choices that other shows have made and we are not just because they're both fantasy yes. or like we're part of this like um streaming fantasy series or whatever we don't have like network right. issues that we have to deal right. with we're still doing what we want to do that feels that feels very in the spirit of the books uh-huh no i agree I right agree. like mm-hmm. that is the key it feels like this could exist in this way in mm-hmm. the book had jordan wanted it to yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah and so then so we get the fade to black and then we get to them talking and moiraine tells swan that she's like i found the dragon but i don't know which of the five of them it is only four of them are the but right then age. there's this like what if this dragon's soul yes! was split and i, I was like this what <laughs> I actually really loved this plot twist. I was like, oh, that's such an interesting take on it. Like, what if it's like a like a Captain America situation where it's like their powers combined right. are the dragon reborn? <laughs> like, I don't think they're gonna do that, no. but I would I love that they're playing with this continued like, what does it mean for the dragon to be reborn? Like it could come in so many different mm-hmm. ways. I really love that. And it reinforces this idea that nobody fucking knows anything. <laughs> Yes, yes. Like yes, that yes. they're all just kind of like we're doing what we can, the best in the situation we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And is but we don't actually know shit. Yes. And like, we get a Guitara Moroso reference here. Yes. Uh, which I thought was a nice shout out to the books. Because Moiraine is saying maybe it's naive, but she's too old. Mm-hmm. And like then they say, like, what if Guitara was wrong? Yes. Yes. And yeah. it's Suan and Moiraine were the only ones who heard, who were there. Right. 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 Who heard the prophecy. Yeah. Um, and then and, and then Suan calls Moiraine yes. a puffer fish. And she I was says, like, this is the best. A, she calls her a little puffer fish. A little puffer fish. And I was like, and I was like oh, you guys my are God. so cute. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, but then Suan is like, well, maybe you just take them all. Right. Take them all. The dark. She says the dark one is weak. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to strike. Right. She's been dreaming. She's been yeah. having like dreams about the dark one. So I think that also reinforces the idea that this might be Teleran Riot. Yeah. Ooh, good call. Yeah. 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 And then we get this line that is in the books, but she actually says it in the books to the Eamon's fielders. But here mm-hmm. she's saying it to Suan. Moiraine is like, I'll kill them myself before I let the Dark One have them. Yeah. And it's like, whoo, there it is. Like, I, you know, I'm I'm glad that they, I do, I am glad they pulled that into this mm-hmm. because I do think, I think it's been pretty clear what Moiraine's uh, priorities are. But to see her make them explicit that way is, I think, important for the character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, She also does say, Basically, Suan is, Moiraine is like, what if one, what if they aren't the dragon? And it's essentially like, 
it doesn't matter. They'll die. Like if, if yeah. it, if it comes to it, the most important thing is getting the dragon there and everyone else can be collateral damage. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's, that's, that's rough. That's but like, rough. that's, that's the game they're playing. Right. Yes. And it, it was good to see it in this very human moment, mm-hmm. like have these like things that they have to say, because it's a reminder that they, these are human. Yeah people who are dealing in ex- with extraordinary circumstances and doing what they think to- they need to do. It's right. the same thing that the show does with Matt is just consistently yes. remind us of everybody's humanity and fallibility. Mm-hmm. Um, even while they're saying these things that seem outlandish and awful and violent yeah. or doing these things. And so yeah. I yeah. think, I think it's really smart, um, especially because then the, it ends with like this oh, really, because Moiraine says tomorrow you're going to have to exile me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the head of Mayaja is ordering me to stay and I need to go. Right, right. And so there's this exchange between them of like, they thought they'd have more time. We always think we'll have more time. Yeah. And then someday we will, whether in this life or the next. And you're just like, oh my God. I just got chills. I got chills thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It is. It's really good. I really love this both from a representation angle mm-hmm. and from like a character angle. I love yes. it. Yes, it makes it. sense. It's a, it, it does make sense. It fits. It's an easy move and an, a smart choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. No, so heavy. And it's not even like the heaviest thing that's <laughs> no, happened. No, <laughs> no. This episode is wild. I, it's so it's good. Really, I think, again, this like the the last one was like more uneven for me but this one builds i think in a way that i appreciate on the previous ones so yeah uh so then we get another scene of lan and moiraine talking yeah, it's like about a Matt. Sorkin, it's like an aaron sorkin walk and talk yes, yes. which made me laugh really hard <laughs> they're like in the halls and like talking about this as they're walking and it just it felt very west wind yeah, and then Leandrin is suddenly, like, oh, behind them. Fucking Leandrin, who's just, like, dropping hints that she knows about, like, Nynaeve and Rand and, yes. like, all this stuff. And she's, like, making all of these Two Rivers connections. Mm-hmm. And so then Moiraine. I love this. This is so badass. She's like, I know that you have been seeing a man. And if you don't keep your fucking mouth shut, I will tell your sisters. And you know what will happen to that Oh, it's so good. Like, woof. And Leandrin is, like, pales. Yes. Like she's already like a white lady, but yes, like she's a very all, white lady. All the blood drain like drains out of her face. It's so good. I will say that the fact that the emphasis was on you know what they'll do to him and not like and then you know how they'll feel about you. I was like, oh dang, like mm-hmm. that's gross. Like yep. they like the red Aja are gonna like do something horrible and violent to a dude who sleeps with another sister. That's the implication, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is not good. This is mm-hmm. ungood. Mm-hmm. Ungood. <laughs> Although I will say the line was, I know about the man you meet in North Harbor. Well, that's true. She does say meet. She says meet in North Harbor, which to me, knowing what we know about Leandrin, yeah. I think implies a whole lot less. And I don't think Moiraine knows. Like I think right. Moiraine is seeing as you're seeing this guy. Yes. But I think this is like a dark friend connection. That's a good call. That is a good call. That is a very specific word choice. Right? Like yeah. I think it's much setting up this notion of like, Leandrin is working with 
someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see them meet up with Loyal, who she has summoned for help. There's an odd line here, though. Did you understand this? She, like, asks some Lan about, like, how's his mood? And he says, upbeat. And she says, I can deal with that. Who is she talking about? Do you know? I think she's talking about Loyal just because maybe she knows how Ogier act. Mm. And Mm. is, like, getting ready to, like, have this conversation that she needs to have quickly <laughs> with someone who will not speak quickly. Right. And that was my assumption, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was a little random. Anyway. This whole, the whole inner, I, honestly, I feel like where they lost a little bit was in the interaction between Moiraine and Loyal because it's such an important thing that she asks him. But we don't see it. But we don't see it. And yeah. we don't really get enough of the two of them together. No, no. So I think they had to rush through it a little yeah. bit and that's part of it. I agree. There's a lot of work being done off screen here that we just barely see reference to. It yeah. does feel very rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the next thing that happens is uh, Egwene is in the hall of the mm-hmm. Emerlin and Moiraine is like showing her around and then they bring Nynaeve in and they have this whole reunion. Wait, first of all, I think it's very strategic on Moiraine's part to have Egwene and Nynaeve like allow for this uh, reunion Mm. because she is the benevolent one here before they see the Amarillan seat. And also I am dying to see the conversation that Nynaeve and Lan were having because as they walk into the room, Nynaeve is saying, if you can't win the war from a room of wood and dirt, how can you call yourself a leader? I did not catch that. I I listened to it twice because I was like, what? So, like, I am dying. What on earth does that mean? So, like, I think it's a burn on the White Tower. Huh. Like, I think it's a little bit of a burn on the White Tower and how far removed it is from the, nor- like, from, like, the average person. Huh. Um, because I just, I really like the idea that Nynaeve and Lan are having this conversation. <laughs> And I was just like, I want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So interesting. I totally missed that. Um, But so then Nynaeve, there's this great moment where where, uh, Moiraine is like, okay, we have to go see Sue and Sanch. And Nynaeve is like, she can wait. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Moiraine goes, Sue and Sanch, she waits for, waits only, waits for only one woman. And then she turns around and goes, and it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) It is great. It's really great. So, yeah, so, and I loved this also, this different yeah. view of the Amerlin, because, right, so we've seen a couple different versions of mm-hmm. Suan. We've seen her as a child. We've seen her in her full regalia, stern mother face on, like in charge. And then we've seen this very private, personal version of her with Moiraine and now we're seeing like an sort of in between like she's she's wearing like a pretty low-key green outfit Mm -hmm. and she's you know in her like I guess her study or her office or whatever you want to call it um and she's she's less formal than obviously when she's on the seat but she's still very powerful yeah she's still the Amerlin she's still the Amerlin yes right like she's she's kind of like she comes in and she's like 
scratching at her nose, <laughs> like doing this very human thing. And like Nynaeve and Egwene are staring and like, uh-huh. she's like, oh, were you uh, expecting something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And very... Nynaeve's whole face is like, I don't trust you. Yes. this And this interaction felt so correct also. Yes. Because um, Egwene is like bowing and Nynaeve is like, nope, I'm not doing any and of this. And like, like uh, Suen says like, oh, she's, she's speaking to both of them, but she's like, and you are the, there's, they say you're the most powerful yes. channeler in a thousand yes. years. And Egwene clearly thinks yes. she's talking about her. She like perks up and is all excited. But then it like, turns nope. out it's Nynaeve. It's Nynaeve. <laughs> and Egwene, her face gets, she's like, oh my God, Nynaeve can channel. Like what? It's a, it's a great moment. Yeah. It's very good. Um, And like Sophia Ganita is so good. Cause I had this moment where she, like Nynaeve is being impertinent. Yes. Of course. And her eyebrows come down and I was like, and her face settles into that like yes. eyes to die thing. Yes. And I was like, I would shit my pants. <laughs> if someone like, if I was standing in front of this woman and her face settled into that, I would be like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really intense. And then she's thing, she says this thing that like, about like the two of you are called to greatness and mm-hmm. like the fate of all rests on you. Like she's really, you know, like she's talking about the last battle and the wheel calling them and like how they don't have a, cause Nynaeve is like, I don't want anything to do with any of this. And she's like, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's kind of like, you. I know it sucks and I know this might not be what you want, but the yeah. wheel doesn't care what you want. Right. Right. right in in so many words and yeah. like I'm so glad that again they gave Nynaeve that reason to hate the Aes Sedai yes because she's coming off like a real asshole she is but she but at is. least we know why yes. yes like especially in this context where she's so powerful they're mm-hmm. letting her in but her like old wisdom who walked here they turned yes. away because she didn't look the part like yeah. I thought that was it, it allows for this anger to exist in a way mm-hmm. that isn't frustrating. Yeah, it's earned. It's earned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so great when, like, Egwene hears that line about the last battle and is like, okay, what do we need to do? Yes, and Nynaeve is like, ugh. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so character correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, really strong. Um, then we get the scene of Lana Moiraine on, like, the open tower, which I was like, you guys didn't need this scene. No, I would have rathered more, La- like, Moiraine and Loyal, honestly. I know. I know. It's, like, so many shots of yeah. Rosamund Pike's, like, teary-eyed face. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's lot. It's too much. Yeah. So, yeah, she's standing looking out at, like, the city of Tarvalon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lan comes in. He's like, it's time. Like, he's like, I'll be there with you. She's like, no, just make sure they're there. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just more of her, like, she's clearly, like, getting ready to be gone forever, kind of. Yeah. Is the feeling of it. But it was yep. way too, it was belabored. It was It was belabored. unnecessary, especially given how wonderful the next scene is. Yeah. yeah. Like, we didn't need that. No, no. Um, Because the next scene is Moiraine in the, the uh, Amerlin's throne room or whatever. The hall. The hall. And... She's getting exiled. And there's yeah. this whole thing with this oath. I, I liked the visual of the oath rod a lot and the mm. like literal seeing the like swearing and the promise going through the oath from one end to the other. Yeah. I did I did like that. I also like this, like their fingers are touching. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Like, I will say, so Swan is like keeping it very, you yes. know, 
calm and stony and like doing the thing. And, you know, she says like, here's the oath you're going to say. And she says it. And it's a very formal oath. Mm-hmm. And my rain starts to repeat it back and she changes the words. And I was like, there are other people in the room. Like, well, so I was supposed moment... to believe she's talking quietly enough that I no one else so. can hear. Because she says that and then her voice gets significantly louder at the end. Yeah. And prior to that, she's very quiet Mm -hmm. um, because like I had the same thought where I was like, other people are there, man. But she's saying the words that that Suan's father said to her. She calls her like Suan's daughter daughter of the river, clever as a pike. And I was like, I'm crying. I I was crying too. Um, But she has her back to everybody. Yes. Yes. And I think she is I think we are supposed to understand that she is whispering this okay. because yeah. her voice gets so much louder it, at the end. Yeah, it's true. For that it's last true. part. Yeah. Um, so I think that I was okay with that because I was like, okay, fine. Right. Uh and then I I like <laughs> I really love like everybody, the visual of everyone yes. turning their backs to her. Yes. Yes. And then it's like really oh, intense. She, she like walks out and Alana's yes. face before she turns around. Like yeah. I love what they've done with Alana, Alana's character so much, and Priyanka Bose is so wonderful in the mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my heart. Yeah, she's the last one to turn around, and you can tell how hard it is for her. Mm-hmm. And Moiraine is crying, which yes. is I think earned also in this. Agreed. Moment. For once, I'm like, yes, it sells the story that like you're upset that you're getting exiled, and mm-hmm. you also are indeed upset that you are getting yep. exiled. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then we cut to Moiraine, like, riding through the town in the forest, which mm-hmm. is set to, like, a song that I was like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Why? Why is this here? <laughs> it was so strange. Oh. And then we get to the way gate. Yeah, it's a way gate. It's a way gate. And Loyal. Yeah, so this is the big reunion moment, right? Because Loyal yes. comes riding up, and then we get Perrin and Egwene, and then Lan and Rand and Matt. And, and Nynaeve. Um, Nynaeve. And this is the first that they've all been together. I know. And I love Matt, like, seeing Perrin, like, you look like shit. And yeah. Perrin's like, at least I wasn't stupid enough to steal an evil dagger. I know. Which I was like, wait, who caught who up on what? Like, I know, how right? Like, know, who but told it doesn't everybody? really matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's such a good line. It is it's such too a good, good. Line. Uh, yes. But I have a question. Uh, wait, oh, no. so a green gets to say, I told you I'd find you to Rand, which is really great. I so. was glad that they didn't kiss. I was a little worried they oh, were yeah, going to kiss, same. but I was glad it didn't happen. They just kind of hug and are yeah. like standing near each other. And yeah. I think Rand has his arm around her, but like yes. there's no kissing. Which no, I was, like, no. But... It's like a, it's just like a strong bond moment. Yeah. Um, um, and then Loyal says, those horses will not yeah. survive the ways. Yeah. And I was like, where, how are we getting Aldi, Mandarb, and Bella back? Uh, I know. Excuse me, because they just like send the horses on their way. Seriously, they, they changed a couple of things about the ways that I don't know how I feel about. So I agree. That was the first one. And then, so then we get uh, this whole like speech sort of. Yeah, like they're ancient pathways out of time and space. Mm-hmm. Because so Nynaeve, like Moiraine is like, okay, we're going to go. And Nynaeve is like, well, Egwene and I told everybody what the Emerlin said, but we want answers from you first. I loved this line from Moiraine where she's like, when we left Two Rivers, I told you nothing. And I was like, what? I was like, no, I said that. I felt this. I was like, you told them everything. You literally told them everything. You literally told them everything. Like, like this is, the show has like kind of forgotten, I think, how much. <laughs> right. How talky <laughs> so like, Moiraine oh, was. You, just, you gave them a lot of information. Yeah, she sure did. But she keeps going. It's like, because I didn't trust you, but now mm-hmm. I know you and I, and then there's this like, pause and she goes anyway yeah 
It's great. And she says, like, one of you will finish this. Yes. And 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 Egwene asks, like, well, what about the ones who aren't the dragon? And then we get a classic I said I we cannot know for certain. Yep. But we know from the conversation with yep. Suan that she believes they'll all die. Yep. Which is rough. It's rough. Uh and then she channels the way open, which I did not like. Yeah, I was like, where's the leaf thing? Yeah. Like, why why have it be about channeling? Because that implies that like I said I had to be there and Ogier can't use the ways without them. Like Except for that, like she has already asked Loyal for his help, and he's the one who explains what the ways are to the yeah. rest of the group. So it's like you can't have it both ways to me. Yeah, so like that was a little bit of a mm, you guys didn't necessarily this is where I'm like, you guys are like kind of wishy-washy about the like rules here. Yes. Yes. Which I'm like, okay, fine. I don't know how much I care well, like really I care at the end of the day because, like you were just saying if if you have to be able to channel to open the ways then that means somebody who is channeling is helping the trollocs has get to be the there. two rivers which is like a pretty intense or is it that this is just what they're showing us now and we'll see what happens later yeah maybe but it's like if you're gonna change the rules I don't love it when people change the rules I know without a good reason and consistency I need it to be consistent we'll see yeah um the thing I didn't like was that we lost the like really cool mirror effect of that like Alice in Wonderland thing that I was looking forward to seeing Mm -hmm. and I don't like that it just kind of looks like a dark cave yeah no I agree like I I feel like they kind of missed the mark on how cool the visuals of the ways could be yeah yeah. because I was looking forward to that like Oh, we only see where they are within this like ball of light. Yes, of the le- of the lanterns. Yeah, because I think that could have looked so cool. I agree. I agree. Although yeah. I wonder. So um, I don't. I can't remember if you ever ended up finishing the magicians. Uh, the show, no. Yeah. So I don't know how far you got, but there is this this sort of like, and maybe we talked about this ages ago on the show when we talked about like the first time they entered the ways, but on the magicians. They have this space that um, exists like you can go into a mirror and it gets into this. And it looks very much like what the ways looked like in my head mm. in terms of it's like stark blackness. You can only see like pieces of the path and da, da, da. And I'm wondering if they were like, well, someone already did it. So, oh, but oh. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. Um, but I guess like the big thing is so they all are start like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. We have to get inside. We have to, and like one by one they're coming. And then Matt. Yeah. Matt, who has been the one who's like, like at one point he's like, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, we're kind of in it now, man. Right. 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 And yeah. He's, he's just, just standing there. He's just standing there. And they're like all screaming like, Matt, yeah. what are you doing? Matt, come on, Matt, come on. And Moiraine gets this look on her face that's kind of like, well, she says it before they enter that the wheel right. weaves what the wheel wills. Right. Yeah. And it feels very much she's like, well, I guess this is what's happening. Um, and Matt stays behind and the doors close and he's by himself. And that's the end of that episode. And that's the, the end of that episode. You know what the first thought I had was that knowing that uh, Barney, oh shoot, I forgot his last name. Harris. Harris. Knowing that Barney Harris has has not been recast for season two. No, he I, has been. He has been recast for season two. I mean, he's not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah, he's not going to be That's on what the I'm show. saying. So yeah, he yeah, is, yeah. knowing that he is not going to be on the show anymore, I was like, oh, did something happen where they had to like write him out of the last two episodes of this oh, and no. that's why he's not going into the ways and they'll oh, pick no. him back up with the recasting in season two? Like that was my first thought. My first thought was like this is where he's going to like hook back up with Tom. 
Oh. Because he has that whole journey with Tom after Tarvalin. Um Does he? Yeah, when when they when he leaves Tarval Tarvalin and Elaine and Egwene and Nynaeve give him that letter. Oh, right. And camera. Tom goes with him. That's right. That's right. He has this whole thing with Tom. And I was yeah. like, maybe he'll run into Tom. I don't know. Maybe. But that I was like, oh, I wonder if they were just but like, I well. I bet you're right. We had I to. Bet. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I just, I suspect we will not see him for the rest of the season. He's, oh, I'm going to be so sad if he's not at Shinar, though. But maybe new Matt will be at Shinar. But I think. If Shinar is going to happen in this season. Well, that was my next question because I was like, okay, so, oh, and we forgot to say this. In the scene where Moiraine and Suan are in the, like, maybe it's the dream world, whatever. They're having their private romantic moment. Suan says the eye of the world. Like, we have, that's where the dark yes, one is. Yes. That's where the dark one is weak. Like, we have to take them to the eye of the world. So we know that that's where they're going. Yeah. So that's why I think, the the way I think this is going to go, the way I'm, I'm guessing, because, again, we have not seen episode seven and no, eight. No, we don't know. Um, is that they're going to journey through the ways and they're going to get to Shinar and then they're going to go to the eye of the world and the whole last, I think the last episode is going to end like the first book ends. Right. I that would believe that. I just wondered if they were going to go to Shinar before they go to the eye. Like maybe they will just go straight oh, to the true. eye. Yeah, maybe they'll go Shinar. straight to the eye. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. Because then, mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and will we get like what's the tree dude's name the tree man the green man the green man will yeah i hope so man? i hope so yeah because then we'll get like more loyal stuff loyal well, th so stuff. this was i was just gonna say the one thing also that i feel like they've rushed is like we don't know why loyal has agreed to do any of this yeah like the loyal stuff is very rushed and yeah. i wish they were able to spend more time with it especially because i like him so much and, and I especially like because we have not heard one mention of Taverin since episode one in right. the first like five minutes. Like nobody has said the word Taverin yep. since then. Yep. So like all of these intense things that are happening around these characters in the books, you kind of get that like strange coincidences and things are going to happen because of the way Taverin work. But we don't have any of that explanation. Here. No, we don't. The show so, is not given any of it. No. Like, so, and I, like, I actually think in the same way that I'm missing the coins, I'm missing that because I think that would have actually solved some of my issues with the storytelling problems if it's just like well this is what it means to be Taverin yeah. I'm like okay fine you're right. you're but right. like they have totally eliminated that here yeah you're right well I don't know if they've eliminated it but they certainly well, haven't given we're not it, seeing it yeah. yeah they haven't given it the attention that I think they could benefit I mean from. if I was uh, someone new to this I would think I wouldn't even remember that that had been said no, like 100 would not no and we no. never got an explanation of what that means either so like yeah. Yeah. All that said, though, I'm like still <laughs> it's so It's a great excited. episode. And I am very, I am really surprised and like a little mad about how much I like it. Right? Like, I'm a little I'm mad about really, it. I'm so into it. And I am like, like, I feel like every episode, I, I like, it's been pretty consistent for me where yeah, every yeah. episode I've liked it more than the episode before it. Yeah. And now I am just like dying to oh, know yeah. what happens. I am. And I'm, I'm very curious. I do think there are going to be some purists who are really upset about how truncated it, mm. it is or like whatever. Mm. But I think it's actually a very strong adaptation in a true sense of the word. I would agree. It's it's definitely 
I think captured the spirit of the books mm-hmm. in in the in the ways that are important to me personally. Yeah, and I think it would still be fun to read the books even when you've seen the show. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Like the, it's it's complementary. It's not taking the place of. It's right. not like a carbon copy. It's no. just like this is a complementing version of mm-hmm. the story you know from the books. I I really like that approach to adapting an epic like this (laughs) I do wonder so this is something I noticed that happened with the Bridgertons um so you Mm -hmm. know how they like did uh like colorblind casting for the Bridgertons well to a certain extent they like baked diversity into the explanation of the show itself but but the casting in Bridgertons is very diverse and in those books everybody is 100% a white British person um and new people who came to the to it from the show I actually saw these kinds of conversations happening in real time they were referring to them as diverse romances and people who read the books were like no 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 that's not that's not what happens there. And I, I, I think that obviously Wheel of Time is much more diverse than the Bridgerton. Yeah, I was gonna say Jordan never like Bridgerton is is explicit. Jordan yes. isn't actually not explicit it's with true. anything being white European, with yeah. anything being like like people Well, except who, for the Aiel, which are very like specific, you know. The, the Aiel yeah. are very specific, but like for the most part there's not a ton of specific. There's not a yeah. ton of specifics about um, skin tone, skin tones, yeah, yeah, or even like facial features yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, um, he like we we talked about it in uh, the Shadow Rising a little bit, just in terms of like you know when they have that conversation about the food and yes. whatever it's coming from. Uh, what is it it's domani food right yes yes. but the implication is it's like chopsticks and like there's something east asian about it Mm -hmm. but there's nothing east asian about the way domani people are described described correct and so it's that thing that jordan does right we've talked about where it's just like plop 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 yep yep yep, i will just take things and put them wherever i want Mm -hmm. and everything is a mishmash yeah and so the wheel of time like i don't think anyone should ever call it a diverse like representation no. like representation wise right. series but it also does i don't think falls into the trap that a lot of fantasy does yes. that is just very this clearly a, right yeah. this is just a loose allegory for england mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah no i agree with that i agree with that I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be really interesting to see the responses on all angles. It is. And now we just have to wait for episode seven. <laughs> I'm so sad. I know. I just, I'm so, I just, I'm dying to know. <laughs> I'm like dying to know. And I'm so upset. I'm so upset this is only eight episodes. <laughs> because imagine how much we could have got. Although they're so indulgent with some of their scenes. I maybe, was just going to say, I don't good. know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I'm actually like, okay with I'm okay with it being eight as it stands yeah. right now. We'll see how I feel after the last two episodes. Well, yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. It's like these, the same way that our episodes on the show, on our podcast, have gotten longer and longer <laughs> as the books have gone on because everything is building on what came before it. Yeah. I'm very curious how they're going to continue to fit story in yeah. such short seasons. Right. Especially or- when they're determined to pull focus to things that are just not in the books at all, like Logan and Steppen. Yeah. So <sighs> I don't know. I it's going to be. But I, I feel good knowing that Rafe Judkins has done that work now. Like I, he said, like I have mapped the story out for eight seasons, meaning 
they're not making it up as they go along. Like right. they have a clear understanding of why they're making the choices they're making right. and service the whole story. Which is the big problem that happened with Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'll be mad. As we always ever. say, that's a whole separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. TV show recap episodes will drop on Saturdays, probably mostly, definitely for the last two episodes. Uh, and we'll pick back up in January with a new spring. Our regular old book recap episodes will still go up every other Wednesday. Um, and you can follow along with the conversation and all of that either on Patreon or with the hashtag Tarvalin or Bust. Speaking of Patreon, huge thanks to all of our supporters, Akhil A., Gretchen W., Klista R., Carolyn P., Joe E., James K., Mathis, Joseph S., Ryan M., Sarah Rebecca, Kelly T., Helen D., Joshua M., Michael D., Dre, M. Lethem, Janae H., Jennifer P., Peace Vulcan, Rio W., Christina G., Chaitali S., Charlie E., Arcade, Stephen S., James, Barry Q., Ruth A., Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, support your local library. <laughs> Sam S., David U., Amy R., Maradim, Mimi K., Amanda, Mark D., Heather J., Christina M., Malia H., Keith, Sirius G., Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. Uh, you can join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash or bust. The conversations are so much fun, y'all. Yes. We're having a good time in the comments on those yeah. episode posts. Like, people come up. I, it, what's so awesome is, like, I'm getting new perspectives. Like, yes. there would be, like, like a comment will come through, and I'm like, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Like, that's awesome. 100%. 100% agree. It is very excellent. Uh, big things also go out to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net, and that is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We really like reading them, and uh, I think it helps other people find the show, so we super appreciate it. You can find us on. <laughs> uh, you can find me <laughs> at, uh, on basically everything Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr at Run with Skizzers, S K I Z Z E R S. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, that's J E N N I R L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And this episode is not the ending, because there are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time. But it is an ending. Bye-bye. <laughs>